Hello, everyone, and welcome to day six of A Year of War and Peace. My name is Logan. My name is Brett. And we are reading volume one, part one, chapter six of Indeed. War and Peace, obviously. What else would we be reading? I don't know. Something lame. I'm reading Dune. I'm reading Babel by R.F. Kuang. Babel. I would, rec- I would recommend that book. If Also, if you like literature, I would recommend Babel. It's very good. I recommend Dune. Dune's pretty good. If you like worms, it's a good book. But good book for worm fans. <laughs> Huge day for the fans of worms. Big worm book. Worm. Anyway, this is chapter six. So we're still at Andre's with Andre and Pierre. And then Andre's lovely little wife, Liza, little. comes in. I don't in. like how they keep referring to her as little. She's just so teeny tiny. She's like just petite. She's like petite. I'm just like so small. Like, wait, how big's your hand? Like, is it as big as mine? <laughs> she definitely did that when Andre was courting her. <laughs> she was doing that with Fafalate on the way out. <sighs> This, it just won't fit me because I'm just so tiny. <sighs> I probably should get it tailored or something. <laughs> Anywho, Liza comes in to join uh, the boys as they're having a conversation. Boys die! And Andre doesn't want to be disturbed no. by this by this lady, random woman barging in. By this in. woman, by this female. Female barging in on this conversation. So things get very, they get into an argument. Things get very awkward very, very quickly. An argument it seems like they've had before. Yeah. I will say. Yeah. It does seem like this is a frequent argument in the Things have been cooking for a while in the Bolkonski household here. Because Andre is going off to war, and Liza's not happy about that. And And he's shutting her away in the country, too. Because he's sending sending her off to stay with his father. So she can just... That is actually kind of one of my worst... That would be like nightmare. Like, it's not even your own family. It's someone else's family. Yeah. That you're going to the country... So there's no one around. It's just her, the dad. It's her and, and Mary. your husband's dad and your husband's sister. Yeah, your sister. Just your okay, in-laws. that would be that would be kind of fun hanging out with a sibling. Well, it depends on it depends on who the sibling. Well, is. she's she's got to get married to uh, to Anatole. marry Anatole, so she's mm. she's got a mission. She's got a job. But who? How long is that really going to take? You know, he's going to be at war for. I mean, personally, months? if you showed me a photo of Anatole, I think I'd be I'd be seduced. Mm. Personally, they didn't have photos yet. That's the problem. <laughs> You gotta describe. She's gotta paint her picture. (laughs) It's like a guy with no Instagram. (laughs) Portrait of a scoundrel on fire. That's what Pierre's actually going to hang. (laughs) Pierre's going to hang out at his house to slowly paint a portrait of him. (laughs) Portrait of a lady on fire, but instead of being about lesbians falling in love, it's about two girls fawning over a guy. (laughs) Dude, that would actually be. That's my radical. Wait, that would actually be a crazy good movie. It's like two women. Fawning over how hot a man is, and then they just fall in love with each other. <gasps> Wait, <laughs> copyright, copyright, copyright. That's fine now. <laughs> nobody, nobody bite that. Nobody bite that. Nobody bite that. I'm, I'm cooking. Um, but uh, no, Liza's not happy that that she's getting shut away, and no. Andre is not happy that she exists in his presence. <laughs> I feel like those two things are not comparable. <laughs> like, I really, I really think that they should get a divorce. Dude, Andre is such a grouch. He's so grumpy. I feel like you like him though. Well, there's a lot of book going ahead. You, I thought you said you like. I do too. like Andre, do, yeah. but he is really grumpy. He is. I oh, I forgot what a grumpkin he is at the beginning a of this book. A little grumpkin. He is. He's really. He's really a miserable sort of man. Yeah. I don't love him right now. Me neither. The, in the, in the, in but the I, I see. Here. I see promise in you him. See promise. In I Andre? see the beginning of a good character arc mm, mm, in which he mm, grows mm, 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 and mm. changes. Well, you might be on. You might be on to something. I there. hope so. But yeah, Pierre's very, very uncomfortable. Honestly, I would too. This is like I my mean, night. Yeah, this is my hor- nightmare horrific, scenario. Horrific, horrific. Is you're situation. at your you're at your friend's house, and then him and his 
his wife start fighting in front of you. Yeah. Like, what do you do in that situation aside from be uncomfortable? Are, I, I think I'd leave, actually. I think I'd get up and go to the bathroom. It's, yeah. I, I will, but then, but then it's like very obvious that you're running away from their argument. Make them feel awkward. You have those arguments in your private time. I'm that, sorry, this yeah. is becoming an advice podcast. <laughs> do not have arguments in front of your friends. Like, that's just so messy and it doesn't need to be done. I mean, it, Pierre is referred to in, an, in the earlier chapter, the one immediately preceding this, where he kicks his feet up like family. Mm-hmm. But still, just keep that in between yeah. parties. I'm going to war and I'm sending my wife to live with my dad and my sister. She's really mad about it. Am I the asshole? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Anatole. Anatole. Nope. Andre. You got Anatole on I got, the brain. I got, especially in this chapter. Ooh. Anatole on the brain, buddy. <laughs> Let's not forget his wife is pregnant also. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Let's not forget his wife. His wife is so pregnant. So she's pregnant. She's getting sent to live with his father, not even her family, in the countryside. And her husband, who put the baby inside her, is going to war because he's bored. <laughs> when you put it like that. Liza, get out of there. Liza, leave. Red flags. Red, red flag. flags. The red flags. <laughs> Uh, but they don't resolve anything. It's no. not a productive conversation just, at he, all. He sends her away. He, he dismisses her. He dismisses her. And then he and Pierre go sit down and they have dinner. It's very, it's very That's awkward. Some, also bad. It's bad. <laughs> but, um, but they they do have quite a lovely conversation between the two of them in which like I think that it shows their friendship kind of in its best light. Right. At least it gives it gives a different light to Pierre than just being this kind of arrogant asshole in which he's right. able to he he reassures Andre who is like convinced himself so much that he is quote unquote yesterday's man mm-hmm. that he is both like worthy and capable of being a whole human yeah he which he doesn't fancy himself as right yeah and I think we you see a little bit more of of Pierre. That he's he does not think very highly of himself. No, in spite of you know his his argumentative personality at the party and all his strong opinions and everything. Because of course, what what college kid at the age of twenty, no matter how smart they are, thinks highly of themselves? Right. Not not me. Certainly, mm-hmm. I did not think very highly of myself at the age of twenty. Yeah, I love the way Tolstoy writes his yeah. characters. I think I think that that's one of the things that struck me the most the first time I read this is how like naturally lifelike the the people in the these books are like are. Well, presented. I think I think that they are very unforgivingly human, right? They have their they have their desires, whether or not they make sense, whether or not that they are able to be passed along to the reader as redeemable. Like they have the mm-hmm. things that they want and they have the actions that they do, but then you feel a certain way about them that all of a sudden they come around and have a scene like this where you're like, I get like I get it. Right. You know, yeah, I understand. Yeah. It feels like in a lot of books, like authors there are some authors who can write really, really good characters mm-hmm. and they're very believable and like interesting, but they're very much they still feel fundamentally like characters mm-hmm. written for the narrative or for the book. Yeah. You know? Tolstoy just feels like he's writing about people that he's met that he knows yeah and it's like it's interesting because you even have like the bits of the nar- narration where he even seems to have an opinion mm-hmm. where he's like he's judging them or joking yeah. about them or ribbing them well because you know? it's, it's almost always the exact same judgment that i seem to be having in that moment yeah yeah you know and so i think that that is a good way to keep the narrative engaging but also reassure the reader that yes you are making the correct judgment right. here that i'm i'm forcing you to make Mm-hmm. You know, that that I'm putting the character in this p- position or having this conversation or having these opinions so that you 
formulate this idea about them right that informs how you consume the rest of the book and the characters around them yeah he hit it out of the park with this one guys i think i mean i think maybe this one should be considered a classic <laughs> i don't know about you maybe this should be a canonical a little, work a little underrated gym here we're reading war and peace this maybe should be a canonical work of literature yeah i, li- I really like the the conversation between pierre yeah. and andre here that 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 experience of having a character where you you get so frustrated with them because you know what they could be and you know what they have the potential to become I've only ever really experienced it like once or twice before mm-hmm. when like reading a book. Yeah. And I'm experiencing it now, which is nice. Yeah. It's that's the the, the strongest point of War and Peace is, is its its character I writing agree. in my in my opinion. Uh, so far I agree. Yeah. It will it will remain consistently really, really good. But we get to the end of their little action and then and then um and then pierre pulls the most college student move ever pierre talks about how he's he's thinking of going over to anatole's place for the evening now to, we finally to party get to talk about boys. anatole and i'm gonna call him andre or something <laughs> and uh andre tells pierre not to go and pierre promises not to go <laughs> and how does <laughs> because andre thinks very lowly of anatole and his crew and how does that promise work out for uh, for old Pierre? Um, it works out bad because he's able to logic himself out of it almost immediately. Almost so, immediately. So Pierre leaves with a promise not to go to Anatole's, and then has the phenomenal thought that it suddenly occurred to him that his promise wasn't valid anyway because he had already promised Prince Anatole that he would go before promising Prince Andre that he wouldn't. You know, I've made several decisions in my life with logic like that. <laughs> Pierre was very prone to this kind of speculation, which destroyed all his resolutions and intentions. He went to Karagans. <laughs> so he goes to, to Anatole's, and we have a we there's there's quite a sight. There's quite a there's quite a sight here. I they love got a bear. This scene's crazy. I love this scene. This scene I, is, I was I was reading this. <laughs> immediately enraptured. I know. Like I I wanted to be at this party. It's so it's so. I don't know. I think that I think of, you know, War and Peace or like big classics. I always have this idea that like it's going to be very sort of stiff and formal and, you know, about like big ideas. (laughs) These guys got a bear. (laughs) (laughs) They got a bear cub and guys are climbing on the windowsill and making bets with Englishmen. Oh, the Englishmen. Oh, my golly. But it's it's I don't know. Like this could happen now. I am obsessed with Anatole. I like love him unconditionally unless he does something really horrible that i haven't figured out yet but i'm a big fan <laughs> i find him so entertaining i don't know if there's any fire emblem three houses characters out or fans out there but he is the sylvain gautier of war and peace so help me god i'm a big dolikov fan myself. dolikov nation rise <laughs> i'm a dolikover is he just like anatole's little henchman yeah but he's kind of his own man you know too <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he's like totally his own man too like totally his own man. <laughs> Not that I would know anything about that or anything. <laughs> totally his own man. Dolokhov just—he's a sigma male, dude. He just—he—he he does his own thing and doesn't care what anyone else thinks of him. He's just on the. He roof. drinks that rum on the windowsill. What a yeah. crazy! What a crazy bet to make. So let's let's break down the relationships of the characters. Sure. In this chapter, because it is a long ass chapter. It is. It is our biggest chapter yet. Yeah, this yeah. is our ten pager. So we have Andre and Lisa, his wife, who's pregnant with Andre Jr. Or Lisa Jr., if you're feminist. Which we're not. It's (laughs) Russia in the 19th century. Which they're not feminists. We have Andre's best friend, 
Pierre. Which, how do they... It's not clarified yet how they know each other. Friends. Just childhood yeah. friends. And then we have Anatole, the son of Prince Vasily, mm-hmm. who is trying to marry Anatole to Andre's sister. Mary. Mary. Maria. Maria. Volkonsky. And Pierre and Anatole are cousins. The cousins. Vasily is distantly related. He is, he is Pierre's uncle Pierre's by uncle. marriage. Yes. Not by blood. So Anatole is Pierre's cousin. They are they are somewhat distantly related. Um what else what else is there to talk about here? The bear. The bear. Important to note, there's a bear cub. It's only mentioned in a couple it's of lines. It's mentioned literally twice. <laughs> they mentioned that they hear the Pierre hears a bear growl when he enters the party. And, and then he picks the bear cup and dances and it dances with, the with end. it, which I I dream right there. <laughs> Bucket list item. I love bears. It's a little bear cup. I'm picturing the owl's bear, the owl bear from Baldur's Gate, the little owl bear cub. If there's any Baldur's Gate three players out there listening to us, <laughs> there's got a great overlap in the communities. I know it's just the here. gaming community and War and Peace community. <laughs> The presence of the bear cub here will have will have consequences. This, this action will have consequences. It will have consequences. I think that that do we have anything else for this for this no. chapter to note? Are we are we listing? I think we're listing. All right. Um. Pierre. Okay. Anatole. Mm-hmm. Dolokhov. Mm-hmm. Andre. The bear cub. And the bear cub. Okay. <laughs> Highest level of education achieved. In, in their entire lifetime, not even at this point, necessarily at this point in the book. So highest level of, of education that they will like, go on to achieve. Like proper education or like life experience? Like what degree? What is the highest degree that so they So obviously they have? the Bear Cub's number one. <laughs> the Bear Cub is a PhD. Okay. Um, no. Uh, I think Pierre is number one. Andre is number two. Dolacom. And give what give what degrees you think that they, they, they would have. I think that, I think... Mm, and you can rank number one, number if they're both masters, you can just rank which one you think is the more likely to get that I think that, that Pierre, no, I think that Andre will get a PhD because he's, he's having an existential crisis. Mm. And what do people in their early 20s who are having an existential crisis do? Go back to school. That's very true. If he was, if it was today, he'd go get a master's degree. He would degree. get a master's degree. He would graduate college and immediately get a master's degree. He wouldn't want to live life. He'd just want a master's degree. Yeah. And then you have Pierre, who I think would go for a degree, but it would take him several years to complete mm. because he would start to get unmotivated and bored and lose interest. Mm. And then you have Dolokhov. Okay. Who, I feel like he'd just be like kind of fun. He'd just be like, you know what would be funny if I got a master's degree? Someone like dare him to do it. He'd like lose, if this is modern day, he'd lose a fantasy football league and have to get a master's degree as a punishment. <laughs> that's a kind of that's rich... A, that's, a that's a crazy punishment. Well, they're rich, okay? That is true. Nothing they're costs wealthy. anything. Nothing costs anything to them. And then Anatole just doesn't give a shit. Like, I don't I don't think he'd care enough to get a master's degree. Anatole's a high school dropout. Yeah. I, I just... I don't think that he'd care. And it's not because he isn't smart, because I do think that he is smart. I just don't think that he would care. Mm-hmm. And then we have the bear cup who cannot read or write any phonetic language or non-phonetic for that matter. <laughs> but he has he has an earthy wisdom that, that he does. The he is wisdom. the smartest. He's the wisest, perhaps, out of all of them. His wisdom score is off the charts. However, he could not read a book. Where does the Englishman rank in this? Um, isn't the Englishman like an officer? Some probably. I think he's kind of smart. I'd say I'd say he's he's above Anatole, below. Dolokhov. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Dolokhov can do anything. You're Dolokhov so right. can literally do anything. 
And we and we're just here. We're just here to watch. We wish. And I'll watch. <laughs> me me <laughs> saying Dolok <laughs> is masters. And I'll watch. <laughs> no, no. Anatole, don't. Anatole, don't. I've loved you ever since I've known you, Dolokov. Anyway, that was chapter six. That was chapter six. You know, you're halfway through the book at this point. Practically. <laughs> Only one more year minus a week about left. That's all it is. I can smell, smell the finish line. I'm, like, I'm floating like a pie.